Before we jump in, I want to tell everybody about this fantastic organization, Spark. Spark was an organization founded by Akil Clark in 2018, right here in Des Moines, Iowa. Its main goal was to provide free books for kids whose parents couldn't afford to buy them books. To date, Spark has distributed about 5,000 books throughout the Des Moines community, but now Spark is looking to take its efforts nationwide. And with your help, we can create the largest free youth book club in all of America. Please check out sparkfndn.org to learn more about the organization, but also check the link on the description. I run a screen printing business called Neighborhood Twit, and we have pressed up a few Spark designs for sale, and 100% of the proceeds or the profits from each sale of these Spark items will directly benefit the Spark Foundation. So check it out. Hello, welcome to The Only Chip in the Cookie. I'm your host, Larry from Iowa. I wanna thank everybody for tuning in and for listening and for watching now that we're on YouTube. Um, definitely appreciate the support. Also, I just have to thank all the podcast supporters out there. Thank you for everybody that's buying the merch. Um, thanks for everybody that's buying the, the cookie mugs and the cookie sweatshirts and the, the anti-racist AF uh, hoodies and sweatshirts and t-shirts and things like that. Um, really, all of that support helps to make the podcast better. And speaking of the podcast, we're about one, maybe two episodes away from a season finale. At that time, I'll take a just a brief hiatus, uh, maybe a few weeks off to focus on season two of the podcast, which if things go according to plan, it's gonna be bigger and better. Um, I'll talk to you guys a little bit more about that as uh, time moves along. Also, it'll give me some time to focus a little bit more on my business, Latitude DM. Um, I talk kind of fast, so I'll say it again. That's Latitude DM. And a little bit about that is uh, basically it's me uh, talking to organizations or whoever about anti-racism, about diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, hosting workshops and focus groups and things like that. So I, I'm available. I can do virtual stuff. I can do in person, whatever you need. So um, I'll have all the links to all that information on the description of this of this podcast. But you guys know how to find me, right? You guys know. Um, follow me on Instagram, Chip and Cookie Pod. I answer my DMs. I don't have a ton of followers, so um, you know, I answer my my uh, messages on there. So feel free to uh, to reach out to me anytime. So really though, thank you so much for for your support. I would have never thought in a million years that people from Germany or from India would be interested in what I have to say, but it is what it is, right? So um, anyway, thank you all for your support. So uh, there's a couple things I want to talk to you guys about today. And I'll start with, uh, I'll start with a, with a personal issue, with a, with a family situation that um, has happened to me within the last week. So as I've, as I've mentioned a bunch of times, my wife and I, we have five uh, beautiful kids, five awesome kids. This story here is about my oldest daughter who is 12 years old. 
my 12 year old daughter is this amazing athlete, right? So about five weeks ago, my daughter was complaining about some pains in her foot and ankle area, right? And it started off as kind of small complaints and with her being in sports, you know, one minute she's hurt and then the next minute she's back to back to business, right? So, um, you know, those first few weeks didn't really think much of it, but as time went along, she was complaining more and more and now she's like having a hard time getting out of bed and things like that. A part of me was kind of like, man, come on, toughen up. Uh, but honestly, you know, with the more that I've been educating myself on some of the stigmas that black people face. And yes, even though I'm black, I don't know everything about every issue that black people go through, right? And so, as I'm learning more about the stigma of black women having higher pain tolerances and things like that, I thought, you know what? I don't wanna set this type of standard for my, for my daughter to where we just blow off whatever pain or discomfort that she feels, right? If she learns now at this age, at 12, that that uh, this is how people are going to treat her when she has pain, um, that could cause some major issues down the line. And so I thought, all right, you know, enough of this. We're gonna go to the doc and we're gonna get this thing looked at. We actually go to one of those walk-in clinic types of things. I wanted her to have an x-ray and the main uh, pediatric office that she goes to, uh, there wasn't an, an x-ray tech on site that day. So they said, you should go down the street to our express clinic. All right, cool. So we mask up, get in the car, uh, uh, go to the clinic and, you know, everything is starting out great front desk staff, the, the woman that was working behind the counter, super friendly, took my information, confirmed who I was. I'm dropping a gem right there. Confirmed who I was. Pay attention because that's going to make some sense later. We go back and the nurse that took her vitals and measured her and stuff like that. Um, later, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, all that was good. That was a great experience. Um, by the way, uh, I'm five foot eight and my daughter is five five. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not going to be the tallest person in my family for much longer, uh, which is cool. I'm cool with that. Um, so then we go back and, and even the physician, right? The physician was a super nice dude, super, super cool. You know, uh, he, you know, I'm, I'm 30, I'm almost 36 years old. Uh, this guy seemed, you know, maybe around my age, maybe a little bit younger. I don't know. Uh, uh, a white physician. Um, but yo, any, any, any white guy that has like the little chin strap thing going on, black folks, uh, you know, give me a, give me a thumbs up or something to holler if you hear me. But you know, something about white dudes with the little chin strap, you know, you think, oh, okay, you know, they must be down with the culture. You know, they, you know, they... Uh, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but like, 
you know, kind of puts you in a certain mind state, right? So he basically kind of reminded me of like a, like an R&B dude or something like that, right? But I did kind of feel like, I kind of felt like he was maybe talking a little differently, like he was trying to like be down, you know? I felt like he was maybe kind of trying a little too hard to kind of wave his I'm black friendly flag, you know? Um, Again, if you're black, you, you, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And if you're not black, uh, yeah, this is a thing that happens and this is a thing that we go through. So, uh, you know, he's checking out her foot and doing all that stuff, you know, and having her stand on one leg and hop around and blah, blah, blah. And then they finally go back and they, they, uh, they, they do the x-ray. Um, comes back a short time later, x-ray turns out negative and what the issue is according to him is that she has uh just some really bad shin splints he says you know i'm sorry but you're gonna have to take uh, at least one week's rest from sports and right now she's in soccer and she's in volleyball right so she loves sports and so she was a little let down by that but you know she's happy and relieved that um that there's a diagnosis and there's a potential remedy for all this, right? Yeah, so a week off from sports and also a week off from gym class. As we get ready to wrap up, he says, I'm gonna go to the front and I'm gonna type up an excuse letter that you can give to your coaches and that you can give to your school to excuse you from these activities for a week. We're in the room for like one more second, or you know, one more minute rather. Comes back, gives me the excuse letter. Immediately, I just hand it off to my daughter, and uh, then we leave. We leave the we leave the room. Um, wave goodbye to the uh, to the clinic staff. Walk out, get in the car, right? So my daughter's riding shotgun. I'm in the front seat. I start the car, but before I before I back out, you know, I'm like checking my work email or I'm doing something on my phone before I before I leave. And my daughter looks at me and she goes, Dad, with like a real serious face. I'm like, oh shoot, something's going on. And she reads to me the letter that the physician typed up, okay? And um, I'm not gonna, I mean, it's like, three sentences long, but I got one sentence into the letter and I realized that there was a huge problem. So here it goes. I'm just gonna read this, the one sentence. I'm gonna leave out um, my kid's name. To whom it may concern, a patient was seen in my clinic on 10-1-2020 and accompanied by her brother. Yo. Accompanied by her brother. Now, some of you guys are watching this video right now and you're like, well, you look young. And hell, I'll admit it. Yeah, I do look young. Okay. But... That's not the point. I was furious. I was 
I was so mad. I get out the car immediately. I snatch that, snatch that letter, get out the car, go back in the clinic. I, I said, hey, I need to talk to the physician ASAP. Well, well, what's wrong? On this letter, he says that I'm her brother. And it's a small clinic, right? And they're like, oh, okay, we're sorry. We'll, we'll fix that, you know, but I'm, it's a small clinic and I'm, I'm looking around. I'm trying to find this guy because I want to give him a piece of my mind. And of course, he's nowhere to be found. But I was so mad. And if, if, you're, if you're having a hard time understanding where the rage comes from, I'm going to do my best to try to break it down for y'all. It was just appalling to me that we were in this room with this dude for uh, at least like 25 minutes. Why, why did he assume that I was her brother? He made a comment earlier. He said, wow, you're, you're tall. Um, and, and he goes, do you have tall parents? And then he looks at me and then he goes, is your mom tall, right? So I assumed that he looked at me and saw a short guy and was like, is your mom tall? But before my daughter could answer, I said, well, her grandparents are tall. And he goes, oh, okay, you know, but still not thinking anything of it. So how is it that, that you have a patient in your room, there's some guy in the room with you and the patient, and you don't establish the relationship between the two? I thought that was very weird. Honestly, I thought it was unprofessional. But then it goes deeper. There is this ugly, ugly myth that... Black men don't take care of their children. That is not at all true. In fact, most of the black people that I know, literally most of the black people that I know have had their moms and their dads in their lives, whether they were together or, or, or you know, whether the parents were together or whether they were separated, you know, um, most of my black friends know and have relationships, intimate relationships with their fathers. But if you study history and if you study racist propaganda, um, you'll learn that this, that this fabricated lie uh, was intentionally created to create a certain uh, concept and, and um, opinion about black people in this country. And so I'm just, I'm just, all these emotions, all these thoughts are running through my head. Like, like, do you think that this girl comes from a family where the dad just isn't around so the brother has to do stuff? I mean, and then, yo, if you think that I'm her brother, are you taking this appointment as serious as it should be taken? Are you, are you, are you telling us the truth? Are you, uh, you know, or are you holding back? Because, you know, I don't understand how the HIPAA and all that stuff works. But I mean, are you holding back because you assume that I don't have the legal um, right or the legal authority to hear what's going on? I mean, there's just so 
much. And even, you could probably tell that even talking about it now, it kind of gets my, my blood boiling. I was very disappointed that that happened. Um, but I wanted to share that with you guys because, you know, especially for the allies out there that um, are interested in um, helping to make the lives better for the black folk or for the other people of color within your communities or within your workspaces. I want to let you guys know that that this is a real thing. It's, it's real that black women are treated very poorly within our medical system. Um, it's also real that, uh, well, it's not real, but there is a, a real myth out there um, of the absent absentee black father. That is a myth. And I don't know. I almost want to, I almost want to call that clinic out. I should, I should, I should, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. And some of you guys are probably listening and you're like, Larry, Larry from Iowa, you're tripping. It was an honest mistake. Well, Hey, these are my honest feelings. You might see on social media from time to time that this call for a need for more black doctors and things like that. And that's why for the advocacy, we need black doctors. We need advocacy, but most importantly, black folks are looking for fair treatment when it comes to these types of situations, needing to take your kid to the doctor or, or bringing yourselves to the doctor. I used to think that it was strange when I would hear some black folks say that they don't trust doctors and things like that. Um, but now that I'm older and now that I'm a little bit more experienced and, and now that I've read up on some stuff, I can absolutely see why someone would say that. So there's something else I want to talk about on this episode today. Um, and this is, this is the last the last topic. I know the last uh, few podcasts of mine have been uh, relatively short, you know, 10, 15, 20 minute episodes or so. And, and it seems like, seems like the folks like that, you know, um, especially if I don't have a guest on, which I, I will have some guests on soon. I want to talk to you guys about something. And um, this is uh, actually a, it's a pretty sad story. The last episode that we put out, it was about how to better support your BIPOC, your BIPOC employees. And um, by the way, if you haven't Googled it yet, if you haven't looked it up, I'll tell you what BIPOC means. I'll tell you now. I didn't want to tell you last episode because I kind of wanted you to do some work, but I'll tell you now. So uh, BIPOC um, is an acronym for Black, comma, Indigenous, comma, People of Color right? Um, I'm not going to really debate uh, right now because some folks, some folks are, are with the term, some folks aren't or whatever, blah, 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 um, whatever. But, uh, but in that episode, um, I specifically placed a call, call to action to get rid of all this 
colorblind talk. Colorblindness can um, negatively impact um, your relationships with, with black people. White people aren't the only people that can suffer from this colorblind syndrome. I'm gonna read something to you guys. This is a Facebook post. It's like filled with like a bunch of emojis and stuff like that. So um, I, I, I gave this a practice read a couple of times. Um, if I kind of stutter around it a little bit, my, my bad. Uh, but um, I'm gonna read to you guys. Uh, this, was a, this was a Facebook post posted by a gentleman four months ago. And I'll talk a little bit more about who he is after I read this post. All right, here it goes. It says, with all the tension and animosity going on with race and the one time, and for those of you that, you know, aren't hip, uh, one time means the police. So um, with all the tension and animosity going on with race and the one time, I'm on the same fence as Lil Wayne with him saying a white cop saved his life and hasn't been too vocal based off of experiences. By the way, pause. Uh, Lil Wayne was on um, my favorite uh, sports debate show, Undisputed, with uh, Skip and Shannon. And and at the height of like the BLM stuff, he was saying that um, Lil Wayne, the rapper, was saying that he didn't think that racism existed and that you know white people go to his shows and a white cop saved his life and blah blah blah. Therefore, racism doesn't exist in his world. All right, cool. Back to this post. So basically the person posting this post is saying like, you know, he's on a on the same type of mind state, right? So this person goes on to say, I was raised by the Malones and Woodruffs in my hometown for a large amount of my youth. Was my second family then and still are in 2020. If I have anything, if I have to say anything, the amount of food fed to me Money they spent on me outweighs any BS about race or color right now. I have family that's never done a damn thing for me or supported my business ventures, and they're my blood. They will forever be one million in my book, and they know who they are. They're to blame for my countryside and addiction to white women. Not complaining one bit. There were times I should have been detained for speeding, outstanding citations, outdated registration, dozing off at a red light before making it to my garage downtown Dallas after a long night out. I've passed a sobriety test after leaving a bar in Wiley, Texas by two white cops and still let me drive to where I was headed. And by the way, they consider Wiley, Texas to be very racist. I've never got that kind of energy from the popo. Not saying black lives don't matter, but don't forget about your own or your experiences through growth. And then he puts in quotations, waking up. So this post was created in June. Well, the gentleman that that created this Facebook post, his name was Jonathan Price. On October 3rd, Jonathan Price was at a gas station. 
he noticed that a man and a woman were getting in a physical altercation. His friend that was with him said that it appeared to be a domestic dispute. And Mr. Price intervened as he saw a man physically assaulting a woman. Jonathan Price goes to intervene and he starts to get in a tussle with this guy. By the way, this couple fighting and arguing, they were white. The police show up. They draw their weapons. They fire. And now Mr. Price is dead. Jonathan Price tried. You could tell. You could you could you could feel the sincerity from that Facebook post. You know, he's shouting out some very specific families that have supported him. Um and and my assumption is they're white because the whole thing is about, you know, forget all this race BS. These are the people that that had my back. This Jonathan Price guy sounded like a great human, sounded like a great person, and uh, sounds like he was trying to live, truly live a colorblind life, where he, where people weren't being judged by the color of their skin. But unfortunately, he was confronted by an officer that assumed assumed that he was the perpetrator more than likely due to the color of his skin. Well, some folks are ignoring the realities of um, systemic racism. For those that are still kind of struggling with this idea, for those of you that have a hard time believing that people in 2020 are being judged by the color of their skin. I mean, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it can get any more, any more clear than this. Uh, this Jonathan Price was the good guy in this story. So he did exactly what he was supposed to do. And look what happened. White cop pulls up automatically assumes that he's the aggressor, kills him. At the time of this recording, there have been some updates that the officer um, has has been arrested and, and, and charged. Um, I don't recall what the specific charge is. Uh, I believe it's a, it's a, some type of a murder charge, but, but don't quote me on that. Um, by the way, I did not do any prep really for this episode, but I believe that this that this uh, officer, or hopefully we can say former officer, um, was was charged for the murder of, of Jonathan Price. But people, racism does exist. There there is truly a problem within law enforcement and this this Jonathan Price story that uh, took place in Wolf City, Texas. This type of thing 
is far too common. It happens more often than you would realize. I believe that one of the reasons why this story, um, I don't believe there's any video of this, but I believe one of the reasons why this particular story is starting to, is starting to make waves now is because um, uh, Mr. Price has some affiliations with some former professional athletes. Um, I believe there's some, um, there is a, there's a white baseball player. I can't, I can't think of his name. I'm not really a baseball guy, but, um, um, you know, he's been pretty vocal on social media about, um, this situation. And I don't know where that baseball player's stance was, you know, on Black Lives Matter prior to this incident. But from what I'm reading, it definitely seems like his eyes are awakened now and sadly um, it took this tragedy for that to happen. Prayers to uh, Jonathan Price. Uh, prayers to this physician if I ever see him again. No, just kidding. Just kidding. And um, I hope you guys tune into the next episode. Like I said, uh, just a, about a couple of episodes left before I take a, a hiatus. And, uh, but until then, how about your boy?